Joe Biden finally decided to go to Hawaii to view the destruction from the wildfire that occurred there on August 8th. Um, you may be looking at your watch. It's August 22nd, and uh, it took him two weeks to get there. So, you know, good for him. But he went. Okay. Many of the people of Hawaii didn't want him going. And you can hear that. As a matter of fact, the only people who showed up to see the president were people basically there to tell him, why are you even here? Uh, this guy, listening to what he said, probably shouldn't have gone because he just made an absolute mess of the situation. He made a mockery of the situation. And he looked senile. There is no possible way after this mess that Joe Biden is running again. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, um, well, it's day three, plus three, since Hurricane Hillary. And one thing I've learned about Hurricane Hillary is that California is the drama queen state. It is absolutely a drama queen state. We're still hearing about the disaster. Everything is just turned upside down because of Hurricane Hillary. And you know something? I got some news for you. It just ain't that bad. And I mean, I have walked through San Diego yesterday. There's nothing really that bad. My wife drove through San Diego. My stepdaughters drove through San It's not that bad. Yes, there's flooding. Yes, there's some trees that fell. Things like that. It's just not that bad. And to give you an example of how they tried, the media really tried to make this into the disaster it never ended up being, they showed um, picked film of flooding in, flooding in Los Angeles and in Palm Springs, of course. And there was flooding in Palm Springs and Los Angeles, but we're not used to heavy amounts of rain. So, of course, the infrastructure is not built for that. And one of two of the grandest flash floods that they had video of were all in creeks. So, I mean, it was just like, yeah, well, yeah, but that's where the water's supposed to go. So there was nothing really bizarre about it. I mean, the water is already down. Uh, the other thing that they decided to report the day of the hurricane, I don't know if you heard this, there was an earthquake. Okay, um, yeah, the earthquake was located at Ojai, nowhere near the... Ojai is about six to eight hours from where the hurricane hit. The hurricane was nowhere near that area. The, the earthquake was felt all the way down to Oxnard. Very little hurricane of the hurricane actually touched Oxnard. Um, and the earthquake was a 5.1. Now, if you live in California, and you've lived in California for years like I have, Okay, I've lived in California for most of my life. You don't even think of an earthquake unless it's at least a 6. Okay, and by the way, that's exponential. From a 5.1 to a 6, that's a huge difference between an earthquake. A 5.1, that won't even wake you up at night. It, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a decent, it's a big earthquake for California. I mean, you don't see a lot of earthquakes at 5. But this is not an earthquake that's going to knock books down or anything. 
Of course, the earthquake didn't cause any damage. Nobody died. Everyone's, you know, kind of used to it. But, of course, the media had to make it out like the apocalypse was happening in California. Well, here's a newsflash. It didn't. So, if you hear people bitch, yes, there's flooding. The flooding is gone already. There's flood. Dodger Stadium is flooded. I guess that has something to do with the um, Dodgers bringing in the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and... God said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna flood them just because they're assholes." I would think so. So let's be very clear. And there seems to be this need in California to compare this to, of course, climate change. Blah 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 blah. It, this isn't climate change. This is just we had a hurricane. Hurricanes. If we're gonna have them, we're gonna have them now. And yes, we haven't had a hurricane in 84 years, but the reality is we've had a hurricane before. So it's not like we've never seen this before. And where this hurricane actually started in that part of Mexico, they have hurricanes like that all the time. I mean, it's almost on a weekly basis this time of year. This one just happened to be a little larger than normal. Okay, so yeah, we're surviving. No big deal. Now... Before we get to the other disaster, we need to... I wasn't even going to do a dumbass of the day simply because I have so much audio tracks today that we've got dumbasses of the day all over the place. I mean, every politician in the world is a dumbass of the day. But I I saw this online and I just had to do it. So here's our dumbass of the day. Okay, and like I said, I I wasn't even going to do one today because we're going to have audio clips beyond all belief. I'm not even going to get to my regular stories except one because of all the dumbasses. But this gal, she wins. So this is this looks like she's about a 20-year-old, you know, she's she's a climate activist, of course. And she decides to interrupt a political speech. It looks like somewhere in Eastern Europe looking at the language speaking. Um she speaks, the way she speaks, you can understand it in all all languages. And she decides to talk about climate change. And she addresses the media in the calm way, using reason and logic that you would expect her to use. Because she's like every other climate activist out there. So let's listen to this very calm logical, reasonable way that she argues that we need to end the climate crisis. So there you have it. Get rid of your cars. Get rid of your gas-powered stove. Get rid of your water heater. Get rid of your air conditioning. Get rid of your heater. Get rid of it. Any ga- Get rid of your gas-powered blower to get your leaf blower. Get rid of your gas-powered lawnmower. 
let's turn off all the electricity. There is your reason we need to get rid of it and all because of climate change. I I don't know why people don't understand the reasoning and the logic and the the great arguments that the left gives for ending climate change, but they just don't they seem to we seem to have a problem with this. So, yeah, good for them. Um, she will probably be the president of Ukraine soon if things go out. Okay, now, I told you uh, there's going to be a lot of it, a lot of audio clips today. Because Joe Biden decided to take off from his seven-day vacation in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. After his 10-day vacation, beach vacation in Delaware, mind you. And finally show up to Hawaii. So he could survey the destruction of the land over there. Well, some people had something to say about it. Um, yeah, let's listen to the first group who welcomed Joe Biden with open arms as he's driving through Hawaii towards the destruction because you can feel the love. Wow, he's finally here. Wow, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. Fuck you. 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 Hey, right here. Hey, fuck you. Don't mind. Fuck you. Can you feel all that war that love? All that warmth? All that embracing of the opposite of the presidency? Can you feel how those people are warmed by the fact that he showed up and want to show their appreciation for all that this government has done? This government and the state government, we'll get to that, has done for the people who've lost absolutely everything. Now, I, I, I do have to say that was really rough, though. I mean, those folks were really hard on him. Um, there must have been, there, there was love for Joe Biden when he was there. So here he is. He's out of his car now. He's walking with his wife, Dr. Jill, who's, if you're having a heart attack and Dr. Jill's in a room, still deal, dial 911 because she's probably not going to help you a lot. But here is here they are walking down and... Here's some more people just wanting to show all their appreciation and love for Joe Biden. Now, in case you couldn't hear it, they started out with F Joe Biden and then they went to Let's Go Brandon. And this is all he faced when he was over there. As a matter of fact, um, nobody actually showed up to the President of the United States showing up to Hawaii. The only people that showed up were doing this stuff. The media even commented that uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of people here to welcome the President. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's an absolute shocker. Because it's April 20th. He shows up on, on August 21st. The fire happened while he was on vacation on April 8th. And then he got it 
hard politically because he didn't show up and didn't even comment. He Remember, the no comment thing is still bothering people. When he was asked what they... I mean, he could just say, God bless him. We'll do what we can. It can be a bullshit lie, which is what this guy does. But at least say that. Say something. He didn't even do that. He's No comment. And of course, I think his senility had a lot to do with it. If you watch the video, he looked like he didn't even know there was a fire in Hawaii. But here's the thing. I mean, so him showing up, to be honest with you, it's too little too late. I mean, that's what these people, and you heard the video audio yesterday. They, it's too little too late. You're showing up here now because you're politically in trouble. Because what you did was wrong. And, you know, I don't know why we would think him being wrong or right would make a difference. I mean, he did the same thing with East Palestine, Ohio. He's still yet to show up there. This guy is an absolute effing disaster. Well, here's the problem. It became more disastrous. Now, you might be saying to yourself, why am I talking about this? Because I actually watched the whole thing yesterday, and I swear to God I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe this guy is our president of the United States. This guy is here to comfort the people who've lost everything, their homes, their valuables, their lives. Their entire city is in ruins. Their economy is going to go straight to crap. I mean, Hawaii, Maui, everything was based on tourism. Everything was based... They used to do... Uh, sugar cane, they used to do pineapples. They don't do that anymore. They were all tourism. They built an international airport. Now, there's nothing. Nobody can go over there now. But this guy, then he goes there and he opens his mouth. So here he is. He's walking through the devastation and he sees a dog. Now, I do want to point out that this is not a police dog. or anything. This is a cadaver dog. This dog is there to look for dead bodies. And he decides to play with the cadaver dog and giggle to himself with the cadaver dog and makes a comment that the, the ground is really hot and it's good that he's wearing booties. The place just burned the hell down. You got to talk about how hot the ground is. Oh my God! Just listen to this. What's the boss's name? I said, "How you doing, pal?" You guys catch the boots out here? That's hot ground, man. Dude, read the room. You don't talk about how hot the ground is talking because there's a cadaver dog there looking for dead bodies of the 1,050 people that are still missing. I mean, my Lord, in a burned out area, he's talking about how the cadaver dog, dog's feet are protected from the hot ground. Oh, my Lord. Now, I could tell you, you know, some people were saying, oh, well, you guys are really over-exaggerating this and blah, blah, blah. He was just petting the dog and things like that. It, um, even the leftists who support Joe Biden are having a really tough time dealing with what he's been saying.
I mean, a really rough time dealing with Joe Biden and his visit to uh, his visit to Hawaii. As a matter of fact, they re- they didn't talk much about it at all, and there's a good reason. So, of course, he has a press conference, and he's introduced by um, Richard Bisson, who is the mayor of Maui. And so, Mayor Bisson made a comment here about Joe Biden that isn't real popular with the citizens of Maui. And by the way, that's not his first. We'll get into that in a second. But here he is introducing Joe Biden in a way that is just bullshit and everyone knows it's bullshit. I want to just say how responsive the president has been. Uh, He called yesterday, asked for the help we needed. We talked a little bit about that. And within two hours, one of his cabinet members called me back to answer my question. So we've been getting all the help that we need. Again, Again, this fire happened on August 8th. Yesterday was August 21st. He didn't call the mayor of Maui until August 20th, asking him what we can do. Maybe if he would stay off the effing beach for, you know, more than seven days. Or stay out of Lake Tahoe, Nevada for another seven days. And by the way, I'm sorry. he, He was on the beach in Delaware for 10 days. He didn't even get off the beach in Delaware when the fire happened. And this guy is talking about, oh, thanks for giving me a call two weeks after the fire and offering help, which, by the way, hasn't come yet. But this guy, this mayor, this Bisson guy, yeah, he will be, he'll be out of a job. Because this guy, again, another Democrat, yeah, why do they keep electing these people? That's my only question. You think this is... We think Joe Biden's bad. No, it seems like this is the entire Democratic Party. This guy got attacked yesterday when he was asked a simple question that, I'm sorry, he probably should have known the answer. And it just shows the frustration that people are having with the government, not only the federal government, not only the state government, but also the local government. Listen to this. I don't know. Yes, you do. How many children are missing? You know. I knew the answer to that. I would be happy to answer that. You have no estimate as to how many children are missing? I guess we can end this right now. You guys want. This is one of the biggest questions that the people of Lahaina have. You know what I answer. It always takes one or two to ruin it for everybody. Please, this is our first opportunity. Well, we can say that about you. You ruined it for everybody. You're welcome to say it. You're the media. You can say whatever you want. You're a disaster. All right. Okay. You've been the worst mayor we could possibly imagine. Respect? Respect what? This is the most dismal response we've ever had. You won't wait for your turn. You want to shout over these guys that are legitimate. Why don't you give them the real answers then? Give them the real answers. That's not his question. Let him, let him. Yeah, yeah. You think there's a little frustration going on in Maui? This guy doesn't know how many children are missing. This guy hasn't been able to answer one question. He's the mayor. His city is gone and he can't answer anything. Nothing's been done. And then all he can do is blame these people for getting frustrated and say, well, now I'm going to end the press conference because uh, two people ruined it for everyone. And they're basically saying, we don't have a city. 
Our city's gone. You're talking about we're ruining it? Listen, Hawaii's already lost one of their state uh, emergency guys. He resigned um, right after the fire. Yeah, this guy will be next. There's no way this guy's going to last. But now let's get back to Joe Biden because Joe Biden, <laughs> wow. So first off, Joe Biden goes in. He decides to have a press conference, right? And um, like he always does, he tries to make himself into the victim. He's trying to show how he has been through this before. He knows exactly what everyone... He does this all the time. If, it's, if he's making a, a, making a speech at a dead soldier's funeral, he talks about his son. If there's a tornado someplace, yes, he's been through a tornado. He's been through a train wreck. He's been through everything. Well, he brought this up where he's talking about his, for some reason, he talks about his wife and his daughter being killed in a car accident and not knowing what happened to his two sons. And he somehow thinks this is, this makes it that he understands what people have gone through in this entire fiasco in Maui. Listen, this this is absolutely incredible, completely tone deaf. Let's listen. America's deadly wildfire, deadliest wildfire in over a century. And Jill and I have what's left of Walk Front Street, what's left of it. We've surveyed the damage from the air as well. The devastation is overwhelming. To date, 114 dead, hundreds of people unaccounted for. I remember when I got the call, my first wife and daughter I was a young senator, and I got a call in Washington. I hadn't been sworn in yet. I wasn't old enough. And I was hiring staff in the Capitol at Teddy Kennedy's office. And I got a phone call saying from my fire department, and the young first responder kind of panicked, you got to come home. There's been an accident. I said, what happened? He said, your wife, she, she, she's dead. Come home. Come home. The tractor trailer had broadsided her and uh, uh, killed her in a car accident along with my little daughter and uh, I remember all the way down from Washington home wondering what a lot of people here are wondering what about my two boys how are they they were in the car I never got a read on that were they gonna be all right they were badly injured were they gonna make it had they made it Wasn't until I walked into the emergency room and I saw that they were there the difference between knowing somebody's gone and worrying whether they're available to come back are two different things you know, and uh, I, uh, I remember what one of the people who helped me. You know, a couple of things about this whole thing. First off, whenever someone passes away, and I had to learn this the hard way, the first thing you learn is not to say anything. There's no level of understanding. There's no way you can understand what this person is going through because that person's mourning goes through is different than anybody else's mourning. I lost my son. When I talked to someone, like when, when Josie's brother died, I didn't say anything about my son. There's no point. Her mourning is going to be different than mine. Her mourning could be worse. Her mourning could be lighter. I don't know what it is. It's just listen to her. Just listen to anybody who's mourning. You don't talk about your own mourning. And then 
the whole thing here where this is her his ex his former wife and daughter are killed in a car accident is comparable to these people how does that work out the funny thing is what he said in the story shows that it's not comparable he said the emergency the EMT called and said come home come home well here's the thing these people not only lost family members but they can't come home there's no home this is the whole thing he doesn't understand and he does this all the time and it wasn't the only time he did it it wasn't the only time he did it so this news conference ends. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, gets lost again. He can't find where to go. The news conference is over. Jill is walking away. He's standing there, unsure of what to do. The the one of the city commissioners asks if he needs water or something, and then finally he he sees that Jill is walking away, and he follows her like a puppy. And I guess they go to another uh, another place. A um. Uh, I, I think it's a, a luncheon or something. And he does another speech. And he goes over the same damn thing, which, by the way, was just a lie. It was a lie. It didn't happen. And he, again, trying to make it so that he understands what these people are going through. And it's just like, these people lost their homes. They lost all their valuables. They lost family members. They've lost pets. They've lost more than you could even dream of. Why do you feel the need to make it that you understand everything that they're going through? It's bullshit, and this is not the way to be. But here he is. He's talking about a a raging fire at his house, which didn't happen. I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday, and lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife my 67 Corvette (laughs) and my cat. But all kidding aside, I watched the firefighters, the way they responded. You know, there's an old expression. I grew up right across the street from a fire hall in Claymont, Delaware. And the expression... This is sociopathic behavior, by the way. Sociopathic behavior. Okay, first off, it's a lie. All right, his house was not almost burned down. There are records of this. Yes, lightning struck uh, a duct, and there was a small fire in the kitchen. It took the fire department about 20 minutes to put it out. The house was not destroyed. The house was barely damaged. They were able to stay in the house and get the uh, kitchen fixed. No one's life was in danger. But notice something, I mean, so it's just a flat-out lie. So you're making a comparison. Again, somebody's family is dead. Somebody's lost their entire home, lost all their belongings. They have nowhere to go. And you're making a comparison with your kitchen, your your stove caught fire. 
that took 20 minutes for the fire department to get there and put it out. This is this is comparable. And then it gets worse. I mean, the sociopath thing. Yeah, I almost lost my Corvette. Oh, wow. And your cat. Oh, you're actually conflating your wife, your cat, and your Corvette. Obviously, it wasn't that big of a deal if you're worried about your Corvette and your cat. I mean, this man is just incredibly sociopathic. He really is. So, so far, let's take a look. The local government has effed up. And the local government, of course, is democratic. The state government of Hawaii has effed up. The state government, of course, is democratic. And the federal government has effed up. And who's in charge of the federal government? Democrats. So, with that all being said... How, what, what do you do? Do you take responsibility and try and fix this mess? Do you sit back and say, okay, we've got problems. We really need to get this fixed. People are unhappy. There are people that are, they're unhappy with the Democratic Party. People are still suffering. People have nowhere to live. And maybe $700 per family is not going to work out. It's not going to help. Do you think we do something about this and fix the problems? Of course not. Joe Biden sat for that lunch, fell asleep in the lunch, woke up, got into his plane, and went back to Lake Tahoe for to finish his vacation. So he was there for a day. And now he's back on vacation. Even the media is saying this is not good. CNN has officially come out and said that Joe Biden very possibly could lose this election, even if Donald Trump run, ran, runs. He could easily lose this election. How bad is it when CNN says you could lose this election? Hey, newsflash, this guy's not running. He's done. I don't know when he's going to declare, probably before January, before the primaries in January. This guy is not running for president. They're probably digging up somebody else. I mean, they're trying to dig up somebody. They're, there's no way Kamala's running. Gavin Newsom would be a disaster. I don't know who they're going to throw out there, but this guy is not running. This whole trip was an absolute freaking disaster. But again, like I said, I mean, one of the ways they could kind of fix this is by actually doing something. Being empathetic, acting like you give a damn, and actually doing something. But Democrats can't do that because that would mean they take responsibility for not doing anything. And they can't do that. And they they refuse to do it. So one of the what what are they going I wonder what they're going to blame this whole mess on. Um Ukraine, Russia can't really blame Russia here. Um, how about the weather? That's it. Let's blame the weather. And that's exactly what Kamala Harris did in her speech yesterday. Let's listen to Kamala blame the weather. Every day around the world, the impact of the climate crisis is stark and it is vivid. We are seeing it in real time. 
Here, of course, in Washington state, you have endured deadly heat waves and devastating wildfires. And across our nation, we see communities choked by drought, washed out by flood, and decimated by hurricanes. And of course, we are all praying for the people of Maui. Far too many lives lost. Far too many lives lost. Um, homes lost, businesses lost, livelihoods lost. Um, and of course, we have to recognize and, and pay spe special attention to the Native Hawaiian community, which has seen some of their most sacred cultural sites destroyed. And so I will say that President Biden and I will continue to do all that we can to help the people of Hawaii, and both in terms of what they need now, but what they need in terms of recovery and what they will need to rebuild. Of course, you have to make it about race, and she did. You know, Native Americans, oh, they got it worse than... It. Oh. Now, you might say to yourself, why didn't I stick her as dumbass of the day? Because this is the perfect Kamala-ism. Because if I did that... I'd have to skip everybody else that said stupid shit about the climate because that's all they've been doing is talking stupid shit about the climate. Now, she was in Washington talking about the climate and Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington, of course had to jump in and talk about, again, another Democrat, here's a shocker, had to jump in and talk about the climate and how the world's going to end because the big sun monster is going to get hot and mad and start, you know, killing all the Native American and Asians. I don't know. I, that's what they keep saying. So let's listen to Jay Inslee blame the climate. Because the fact of the matter is there's a beast at our door, and that's the beast of climate change. It seems like the whole world is on fire. We need to defend ourselves from climate change. We need to, to decarbonize our economy so these fires don't ravage us. There's not enough fire trucks in the world to protect us if we don't stop climate change. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, we need to get get away from uh, capitalism, and then the sun will cool, I guess. This is what they're basically saying. And by the way, you might be saying to yourself, you're sure spending a lot of time talking about climate change again. I, I don't have to. I don't have to sit there and talk about climate change. We'll get to that in just a second. There, there's other people that are going to do it for me. But And it doesn't end. Here is, let's see, what is his name? I can't remember what his name is. Here's Brian Schatz. He is the senator from uh, Hawaii. I got to be honest with you, I'm disappointed. Macy Hirono, who's the other senator from Hawaii, she's by far the dumbest senator Hawaii has, and she always has something really dumb and entertaining to say. She didn't really talk too much, so I, I didn't even see her tweet. So that's kind of disappointing. But this guy, yeah, he's he's stupid too. So let's listen to him. Senator, what do you think the most important specific lessons are that can be learned from this to make sure a tragedy of this level does not happen again? Well, I think we all have to understand that uh, severe weather events are going to get more frequent and more severe. Um, Hawaii is a place... Um, that has experienced volcanic eruptions and tsunamis and hurricanes and tropical storms. And we've had a few wildfires, but nothing that uh, threatened uh, a whole city, um, nothing that flattened a whole city. And I just think this is the new normal for not just the state of Hawaii, but for the whole planet, for the whole country. So, okay, a couple of things with that statement. Um, 
volcanoes and tsunamis have nothing to do with the weather. So I, I just want to throw that out. Earthquakes have nothing to do with the weather too. It can be 300 degrees outside or minus 300 degrees outside and a tornado, hurricane, volcano, a, a, a excuse me, a earthquake, volcano, a tsunami, they can happen either way. All right. Yeah, minus 300 degrees might not happen, but I'm, I'm exaggerating to prove a point. They don't give a damn about the weather. It can be hot or cold. It, it, they, those things just happen. But the fact of the matter is, and he points it out here, which is interesting. He points it out, yeah, we never really had fires like this. Well, here's the thing. This is what he should have said. Yeah, we were incompetent. We effed up. Uh, I, I, yeah, there was no water in the pipes, so they couldn't put out the fire. Um, our early warning system didn't go off when the fire was approaching Lahaina. So that was a bit of a problem. Yeah, we didn't have any rescue operations go in and get people off the island or at least move them away from the fire. Yeah, none, none of that stuff. Yeah, our agriculture, our forest management. I mean, all this stuff could have been brought up. They, they didn't bring any of that up. It's just the sun monster did all this. Okay, well, here's a problem Democrats are having, and they're, they're going to have this problem. Um, yeah, it, it appears climate change probably didn't have a lot to do with it. And you might be wondering, where am I getting this information? Not from scientists. I'm not making this stuff up. Um, the, the Washington Post had an article bringing that stuff up. The Washington Post. In an article titled... In an article titled, Maui fires not just due to climate change, but a compound disaster. Now, I will give, uh, I will give the Washington Post credit. They really did try to blame climate change. They really went out of their way to bust climate change out. And they spent paragraphs and paragraphs blaming climate change. They did. They tried. They tried to help the Democrats out. The article starts, as scientists weigh the influence climate change may have had in fueling Hawaii's wildfires, there isn't one standout factor they point to. Rising temperatures likely contributed to the severity of the blaze. In other words, yeah, climate change had something to do with it in several ways. But global warming could not have driven the fires by itself. Yeah, no shit. So here's the things they point out. Now, mind you, it's not a very long article. But they spend the first three, four paragraphs blaming climate change. So it didn't have everything to do with the fires. But here's the reason climate change had everything to do, do with the fires. Unfortunately, the article had to kind of sort of conform to its title. And they did bring out some things that were really, that were really just kind of outside the facts. First thing they brought up, Hawaii is two degrees warmer than it was in 1950 on average. Okay, so, so the big question is why weren't these fires here 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago? Hawaii has always been warm. And that's the other thing they point out. Hawaii has always been warm this time of year. Hawaii has always had uh, hurricanes this time of year. Droughts are not common. In, in Not uncommon in Maui, especially in the, uh, I think it's the southern part, the Lahaina is the eastern part, excuse me, or western, no, eastern part of Hawaii. The winds, 
Well, I mean, the winds were high, but they were only about five miles per hour faster than usual. The Washington Post is pointing this out. The the environment over there, the weather over there, it fluctuates constantly. That's why there are constant changes in um, there are constant changes in the weather, constant changes in the wind. That's one of the reasons why sometimes they have droughts, sometimes they don't. And then something else they mentioned, which I, I'm really shocked they did. Non-climate influences had a lot to do with it, like the infrastructure, and also the introduction of highly combustible non-native plants have been planted over there. Plants that don't go, grow there naturally. Plants that dry out quicker because of the weather. They're not actually made for that climate, and they dry out quicker. And those plants that dried out, they weren't trimmed, they weren't cut up, they weren't previously burned. Now, we talked yesterday about this. You know, they used to grow sugarcane and pineapple, mostly sugarcane in Maui, okay? And one of the things they would do is they would grow a lot of sugarcane, they'd cut the sugarcane down, and then they'd burn the fields. And guess what would happen? You'd have no fires. Why? Because a lot of Maui was sugarcane fields, they just didn't have a lot of brush. Well, the agriculture department over there put such heavy regulations because they wanted Hawaii, they wanted Maui to be more of a tourist place and get rid of the sugarcane fields. They got rid of a lot of the sugarcane fields. Now there's just crap growing everywhere. And meanwhile, the forestry management over there is not going in there and taking care of the dry brush. And then you have a fire. In this case, it was a firestorm. The, the, the Washington Post is putting this out. And believe me, the Washington Post, big climate change fans... Big Democrat fans. I mean, the Washington Post is basically Joe Biden's propaganda outlet. But even they're saying, yeah, climate change didn't have everything to do with this. So, good for them. Um, um, this had nothing to do with climate. This, this, it, it probably had a little bit to do with climate change. But, I mean, it's hot. Okay. And by the way, we can't forget the climate change thing we're talking about. Because I do believe in climate change. I do believe man has something to do with it. But we can't forget, climate changes all the time. And we can't forget, we did have a volcano that changed the water vapor percentage in the atmosphere by 13%. That's going to warm up the air. Of course, no one brings that up. But this mess in Hawaii had nothing to do with climate change. This mess in Hawaii had a lot to do with incompetence of the government. Bad forest management, bad infrastructure, bad emergency response. Climate change is nothing but a deflection of incompetence. All right. Well, I have one more story. I have to get through to this one because it really just annoys the hell out of me. So, you know, all the crap music we have these days, and I keep telling people every time I listen to music on the radio that my that people put on. I'm like, this is shit. Why are we continuing to listen to this? And then I put on some of my classic rock or classic music. I love blues. I love classic rock. I love classical music. I, there's lots of music I like. Um, and they say this is crap. And a lot of it's kind of dirty. I mean, there, there is it is kind of dirty. But it's still quality music. And it's music that's been around forever. And everyone loves it still. Well... 
the problem is sometimes music says things that it shouldn't say. Or at least the people today say it shouldn't say that. According to Fox News, legendary rock band Queen's 1978 classic, Fat Bottom Girl, has become cancel culture's latest victim after the song was dropped from the band's new greatest hits collection for younger listeners that debuted on the audio platform Yodo. Though moving songs, though moving songs to the platform aims to introduce Queen to kids, some are critical of the decision to omit a song from the track list, blasting the move as woke and ridiculous. It's it is quote, it is talk of the music industry. Nobody can work out why such good-natured fun such a good-natured fun song can't be acceptable in today's society, end quote. One music industry professional whose name was withheld told the UK outlet Daily Mail. Okay, so why is this song banned? Well, a couple things. One, it, it's, it's, it's risky. It's a fun song. It's a great song. It's a fun song. It's risky. It doesn't cost her anything like that. But mainly, I mean, it's not Cardi B, which I'm sure Yodo actually sticks on their pl- platform. It's not Bad Bunny, which I'm sure they stick on their platform. I mean, Cardi B's biggest song in the last five years has been her talking about her snatch. So, I, you know, but that's okay. Now, there is a pundit here that has decided to point out that, you know, we really have a hard time actually banning this song and the lyrics are say the you know the thing about this one freddie mercury was was gay he was not only gay he was very gay and in that song he says Ooh, let me feel your heartbeat uh you can feel my love heat uh come on and sit on my hot seat of love and tell me <laughs> tell me what do you think he's talking about here okay that comment was from new right-wing newsmax and they were making fun of it but that was something that I was expecting to hear a lot of. I mean, Freddie Mercury was very gay. And it would seem like to me, you guys are canceling a gay man? That seems a little odd. Sounds like very LGBTQ, PUS, WXYT, poop emoji phobic. I'm just saying. You know, are you homophobe? Well, apparently they are. Um, again, the song, it's a fun song. As is Every one of Queen's songs. There is not. There is very few Queen songs I don't like. I think they are a great band, and this is one of them. But I'm sure I, I we didn't really get an official reason. They said just the lyrics were kind of iffy. But uh, um, I'm sure there's some fat phobia or something there. Even though this guy is saying he likes women with a little junk in the trunk. But whatever. It is what it is. I mean, they want to ban it. So you know, when uh, the left decides to, the woke, decides to ban a song, we've got to play this song. And that's what we're going to do to close this podcast today. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, God bless. Love you all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.
Just jump.